I'm Holly Constant. And I'm Maddie Hockaday. We really love Parks and Rec, and we really love behind-the-scenes details. So we're researching everything from DVD extras like deleted scenes and commentaries. Plus, interviewing cast and crew who actually worked on the show. We also bring on guests and friends to geek out about everything Parks. So join us, you tropical fish. This is literally the best Parks and Rec rewatch podcast. We're your Park Pals. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Awesome. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We're finally to April at Andy's Fancy Party. This is crazy. Um, I have in my notes that I'm like... I don't know. Now that we're really watching it and like analyzing it by mm-hmm. episode, it is pretty insane that they're getting married right now. <laughs> oh, it's insane. They even say we've only been dating. We've almost been dating for a month, which is insanity yeah. to me. So, yeah. Right. And I have to correct myself because when I was listening to Harvest Festival, I realized that I said that this episode was right after. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not, obviously, because now you've heard Camping Trip. In the middle. But Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but still yes. really freaking close to when they it's said, still- I love you to each other for them to be getting I married. Know. So, totally. Um, yeah. Mike Sure apparently is quoted as saying, We just thought about who they were, two impulsive goofballs who don't approach their lives in a responsible adult manner and decided, What the hell? What if they just make a rash decision and get hitched? <laughs> yeah. And then so- stay married for. All of it. Yeah. It's the best like relationship I feel in the whole show. It's one of the it's like the Monica and Chandler, the kind of grounding one throughout the yeah. show, you know? It really is, yeah. Um not the relationship they you were... think would either. Because right. in, in Friends you think it's gonna be Rachel and Ross. And oh yeah, but they're the most destructive of all. Exactly. <laughs> and then you know, in this, I mean you would think that Leslie and Ben would be the most grounding and not that they aren't, but I mean April and Andy are just constant throughout the show so right and they've got a lot going on leslie and ben so and i mean it's true yeah i know i made it so deep um, into season three after watching i know this right oh my god yeah they were um the writers were at a writing retreat also side note which is kind of cool to know like this is how they came up with the idea they thought it was a really weird but a good idea so i thought that was really interesting to know yeah um but yeah okay so let's get into it season three episode nine a- Andy and april's fancy party this was written by katie depold who we know from beauty pageant and a bunch of other amazing episodes on parks friendly reminder that she played the uh night guardian if you will who <laughs> doesn't want to run uh uh, animal control um yeah. but yeah that was really funny um and then this was directed by mike trim who we have talked to on our podcast um i believe this is his first one that he actually directed but he has been dp slash cinematographer for a couple of episodes um before this so go listen to his interview when you can because it's really interesting um And then I just have a couple of like fun facts, I guess Um, I'm taking after. I mean, I always do this, but especially this time I was thinking of um, Jenna Fisher and Office Ladies, like, I guess, fun fact number one or whatever she says. Uh, Fast fact. But these are not fast. So I'm not going to say that. (laughs) She should have called them Fisher facts. Oh, yeah, that would be so good. Yeah. We'll write in and tell her. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so just a reminder slash fun fact, but I did say this, I believe, in Ron and Tammy, um, that they tried to keep this wedding a secret, but NBC accidentally ran a commercial advertising this wedding two months earlier after the episode Ron and Tammy Part 2. And Mike Schur said the promo was meant to refer to Ron and his ex-wife Tammy, obviously, but later admitted that it was an error. So they tried to cover it, and they kind of... And he's quoted as 
saying they hopefully the audience is cool with us gently lying yeah. quote unquote to them to like keep this secret but um yeah they tried to cover it by saying it was Ron and Tammy for this promo Dang. but it was actually ended in April well and it hits different when you know they're getting married the first time I ever mm-hmm. watched this episode like that's a that's an experience you need you know because I didn't yeah. watch it I don't think I watched it when it aired so I had no idea that they were going to get married in this episode yeah which is how I feel like you should experience it the first time Totally, totally. So I'm, yeah, I'm cool with him lying. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but also, like, what a really awful mistake. Yeah. Who did that? <laughs> like, crazy. Yeah. Um, Apparently, there was a two-week break uh, between camping, which was our last episode, and this one. So I don't know why exactly, but that happened. So just FYI. And then, um, oh, go ahead. So you said they filmed Harvest Festival in October? Uh, yes, as far as I know. Okay. So I'm almost wondering, I don't know, because they do stuff out of order all the time. I don't know if it was like mm-hmm. Christmas or new, they took Thanksgiving off or something. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. That Not could that be. that's important. That could be for but. sure. <laughs> yeah, but I always love hearing the shoot schedules, trying to yeah. figure them out. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, could be. Partial inspiration for this was Dan Gore, who said his parents got married after two to three weeks, apparently, and it worked like they've been married ever since. And all the writers at this writer's retreat were talking about all the different like crazy wedding stories that came up in their own lives. And so that's kind of what happened. And that's just like really wild. And reminder that Dan Gore is a producer on the show, but he also created uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well with Mike Schur. So, um, yeah, pretty crazy. crazy. I know. So, okay, I have summary written. I'm ready. Whenever. Yay. All right. We have this week on Parks and Rec, April and Andy are hosting a fancy dinner party, party, which actually (laughs) is more like a potluck with a big surprise. Anne tried to get back out in the dating world, and Ben is trying to decide if he should return to state government or stay in Pawnee. Yay. I know. Oh, my gosh. The Leslie and Ben story is really heating up in this one. I know. I have so much psychological analysis for you. Oh, my God. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to hear it. Um, all right. So this cold open, they are having this. This is a, such a famous cold open. They're having this meeting, mm-hmm. and it's such a famous cold open. Um, you guys have to go watch. I'll probably post it in stories. You have to watch the bloopers. It is hilarious. They He has... so. Um, Ron says he has tooth pain and he keeps like grunting and all this stuff um, and he's pulling out his tooth and it's just hilarious because in the blooper his whole mouth plate comes out or tooth plate or whatever comes out and everyone laughs and it's just like it's so funny I'm not doing it justice but it's probably on YouTube somewhere but I have it on the DVD extras obviously um, it's hilarious I love it so much it's it's a great cold open. I also love that Donna says I'm not parking my street parking my Mercedes because that's yeah. what the whole meeting is about. Well, I, I that's what my question was is what are they planning because they talk about the garbage cans and then I'm not street parking my Mercedes and then Ron oh, says they're redoing- what were we talking about recycling? Like I'm kind of confused as what they were meaning. Yeah, about. so they're redoing um the lines in the parking lot is what they is what Ben says. So they're gotcha. uh, so they have to like they're reconstructing the parking lot basically. So everybody has to move their cars, and that's what I think it's just honestly. I feel like it's just a housekeeping meeting. I feel like they're not really planning right. anything. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't I sound like they're really planning funny. anything. It's just more of those like check-ins, the logistics of the office type thing. Yeah, totally. Um, then it's revealed that uh, Ron says. 
the dentist actually pulled his tooth out yesterday, but he just wanted to demonstrate to his coworkers that he can withstand a tremendous amount of pain. Plus, it's always funny to watch Tom pass out. Yeah. It's so cute. It <laughs> and is. so funny. The way he's laying. Yeah. And I love April here, too. Like, she looks so interested and like oh my gosh is he actually gonna do it and then he does it yes like, like so excited bolts out the door oh my <laughs> god like everyone runs away did you notice that leslie was the, the only one that stayed and just was kind of staring at him like like creeped out obviously but she was not uh-huh. scared or like you know running out the door i don't know if she's surprised that ron wouldn't would do that <laughs> yeah i think she's just, just like so funny dude why? Like, why would you do that here, <laughs> sir? I love how oh my fast God. Ben runs out of the room. Like he's the I first know. one and he's like out. Yeah, he's done. I I would imagine that he would pass out too, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Oh my God. Um. So yeah, okay, friendly reminder, I said this already, but yes, Ron is wearing a tooth plate. He did not actually pull a tooth out of his head. Um. And then... After the cold open, we have Andy and April coming in, and Andy's wearing roller skates for whatever reason. Don't know why, but he's. I don't Andy, know if so we I need a reason it. for Andy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. who he is. Just to say, yeah. And he says that they're all invited to a dinner party at Burley's mm-hmm. home, though, because he does not have a home. Which I love that line. I think yep. it's so funny. He lives with Burley oh. at this point, though, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's still living there. Yeah, he's still living there. Okay. Anyways, okay, moving on. Um, okay, <laughs> so it is revealed that they've been dating for a month, which is what they say, and you already said this, um, mm-hmm. but I just thought that was really funny that like they actually say it and remind us. Um, and also it says that shortly after the episode's original broadcast, in my research I found that NBC started a fake wedding website about this wedding called Andy and April's Awesome Sauce Wedding, which included photos and a guest book website that visitors could sign if they wanted to. <laughs> That's really cool. I know. I, I think like it's that. so precious. Yeah, that's uh, it's cool. It makes it an interactive too. Yeah, hundred percent. And then it turns out that they are requesting uh, things from each of the guests. Donna is requested to bring cooked steak, which is freaking hilarious. Um, in the deleted scene, I was going to say in the deleted scenes, there's a scene where Leslie says she brought wine that was requested um, because as you get and I guess I could have saved this note, but I just thought it was really interesting as far as what people brought. Um, when you get to the actual party, you don't really get to see if anyone actually brought any of the things that they, was requested of them. And so there was a deleted scene where Leslie said she brought the wine and and silverware. And Andy is like, did we ask you to bring that? And Tom walks by and was like, oh, hey, I forgot the silverware. And, and Andy's like, you're the best to Leslie because in this scene, the cold she open knew. scene or whatever, yeah, Tom is requested to bring the silverware. So I feel like she's the only one that actually brought anything that was requested of her, which totally makes sense. Yeah. No, and that's that's accurate. I have a note about that later. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I like that Leslie is saying we're all going uh, and Tom is like, there was a boy sale at Dillard's. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, I love he'd rather that line go to that. so much. Yeah, I love how she's so into this, right? And it's funny to see how she shifts mm-hmm. because she's like, we're we're supporting them 100%. We're all going and showing our love and support. And then it flips pretty hard so when hard. she learns why we're there. Yes, it's crazy. Yes, I have thoughts on that too. Um, yeah. Ben, okay, this is where we talked about, uh, and I asked Mike Trim about it because both of the episodes that he directed were 
had Avatar mentioned in them, or not directed, uh, that he was like a part of, I think, like mm-hmm. during this time. Because he was part of the one with Andy Samberg too. Yeah. Yes. Talking about Avatar. Yeah. And because Ben is invited to bring, or uh, requested to bring rather, Avatar, 50 pairs of 3D glasses, and a 3D capable television. And I asked, obviously, Mike Trim, like, when you listen to that episode, you'll, like, kind of get his vibes and understand that that wasn't really a question that he could probably answer anyway. But um, I don't think there was anything, uh, like, technically in the writer's room about it. I just feel like maybe that's something I could write in and ask, like, one of the producers or something. But um, I think that Avatar was just a big deal at this point, And they just decided to bring it up quite a bit. Yeah, it was a huge deal when it came out. I remember that. Yeah. It was like the talk of the town for quite some time. Yeah. So that Which, very by the way, Avatar 2 is, is coming out next month. Woo-hoo. Oh, I didn't realize it was that that close. Yes. I'm so excited. Oh, dang. It's be great. I'm just kidding. I don't know if it's going to be great, but I'm going to watch again. it. <laughs> yes, it's on Disney, you guys. <laughs> Go watch the first one. It's really good. Okay. Um. All right. So now I'm at where... Oh, yeah. Ben and Leslie are talking. Do you have anything before that? Yes. Okay. No, I have a lot about that, though. Okay, so Ben and Leslie says that, um, you know, or Ben and Leslie are talking, and Ben says he wanted to see her, and she's like, oh, yeah, because he wants uh, advice on whether or not to go back to Indianapolis or stay in Pawnee, because he has two options now, which is very precious. It's really funny. Um, Leslie has no idea what to say, first of all, and I feel like this is definitely Ben's way of feeling out whether or not she wants him to stay, whether she likes him, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Totally hear what she's saying. I would do this, too. I really related to Leslie. It's so dumb. I was like, because she said, look at it from all angles, like you've put in 12 years like what is you know what's the pros and cons and I wrote that note about like making a pros and cons list before I remembered that she says make a pros and cons list and I was like oh my god that is yeah. hilarious but it's so awkward how they end it good talking to you uh good stuff but uh anyway what were your handshakes yeah no I have a lot of thoughts here just because you can tell Leslie wants to tell him to stay mm-hmm. you know like you can tell she's like toning herself down and Amy Poehler does such a good job of acting this because you're like you can tell what she wants to say (sighs) but that she's like trying to compose herself and to me it's like she's she wants to tell him to stay but she doesn't want to tell him to stay and then not have things work out for him she doesn't want to be the reason yeah the only reason he makes the choice too. Yeah. So I feel like she's trying to take that role of, oh, I have feelings for this guy, but I want to come at it as a friend yeah. because that's what she, I feel like she would do this for a friend. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Anne. Anne, she would say you need to stay here no matter what. Right. But she, I think she would present it as, you know, here are the thing, the good things about staying here, the bad things about staying, yeah. you know, so I think she's trying to rein herself in and, and be a, a friend rather than yeah. show her well, cards. Yeah, well, I mean, plus, like you, I mean, that kind of alludes to, they don't, they don't know what they are yet. They haven't even really talked about it. They've just yeah. kind of been like flirting on and off, but they don't really know what's going on. You know what I mean? So it totally yeah. makes sense. I mean, they haven't like told each other that they have feelings for each other or anything. Yeah. Yet, so. Yeah. I also have... um something else because she said that it's uh Pawnee is the best city in Indiana uh or the United States or possibly the world uh-huh. and so I did look this up oh okay because I was interested so we'll start with the world okay I didn't do Indiana because I didn't feel like it was fair yeah because Pawnee isn't actually a city in Indiana you mean like if, but, how they're rated uh, the top- kind of thing like best places to live yeah they're like the 
the world's best 10 best cities in 2023. Oh, okay, cool. So this is for um, diversity, cultural programming, safety, number of parks, and sunny days. Oh, perfect. Is what this is based off of for the world specifically. So I will start from 10 and go to one. So um, 10, the 10th best city in the world to live in is Amsterdam, Netherlands. Oh! Which I thought would be higher because I've heard great things about that place. Yeah. Uh, Number nine is Singapore. Congratulations to my mom for living there. (laughs) Very clean, I've heard. Got (laughs) it. Yes, yeah. Uh, Number eight is Madrid, Spain. Number seven is Rome, Italy. Number six is Barcelona, Spain. Spain has two on here, by the Mm. way. Uh, Number five is Dubai of the UAE. Mm. Um, Number four is Tokyo, Japan. Number three is New York City. Mm. Number two is Paris, France. And number one is London, England. Okay, interesting London is in there. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, well, the, the London and... New York threw me off a little bit because they're so expensive. Yeah. And not, not, I don't remember London that well, but I, New York is not a clean place. Hmm. <laughs> so, interesting. I was like, I okay. But, uh, yeah. So I also have, um, I looked at a top 20, um, 25 list for the United States. This is for literally the best places to live i'm not going to go through all 25 because we don't got time for that but i will tell you holly number 25 is nashville tennessee oh wow okay okay so there you go cool uh number 10 for the united states is san francisco Mm. number nine is sarasota florida number eight is portland maine okay number seven is fayetteville arkansas never heard of it uh, number six is Raleigh and Durham, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I've heard great things about North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Number five is San Jose, California. Number four is Boulder, Colorado. Three is Green Bay, Wisconsin. Two is Colorado Springs, Colorado. And number one is Huntsville, Alabama. What the hell? That's Which weird. I, have, I know, right? That's what we said because I read this list to Ivan when I looked it yeah. up because I was like, this is so interesting. Let's look at this. So I'll, I'll list this out because this is this is a benefit. And I think this is why they're saying it's a good place to live. The average annual salary is 58000 a year. And the population is under half a million. So it's not super big. The oh, home price, the average home price some reasoning. is 192000 okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. So Ivan was like, what the heck? Huntsville, Alabama. And then I read those things and he's like, all right, I guess we're we're moving. Roll Tide. <laughs> Let's go. That's so strange, though. I mean, yeah. just, be, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just because the housing prices are good doesn't mean it's a like nice place to live. No, the, <laughs> I the, mean, not that I've ever been there. There's no disrespect. I was just no, saying, yeah. like, I don't know if that's the really data. all. I mean, I didn't read the entire explanation they have. I'm surprised why. like San Diego didn't make it up there or something because that's like a really sunny, happy heard, place, I feel. Yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about San Diego. We went to San Diego together. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cute. So, yeah, I don't know. But the the picture looks pretty. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Huntsville. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. I but- think, I do think that it's like a little bit more uh, city slash like not as, I feel like when people hear Alabama, they have a bad, um, it has a bad reputation. It does. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. 
It does. Which, yeah. like, I get it. But yeah, that's really interesting to know. Yeah. So, okay. in case anybody was looking into moving. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> okay. That was, that intrigued okay, me cool. because I love that we find that Ben loves Pawnee as much as Leslie does. And so, the fact yeah. that she brings that up is nice. Yeah, I agree. I love that. Cute. Okay. Um, also, how well, does she know the- that he's been working for the government for 12 years? I mean, I guess they probably could have talked about it. But that's such an interesting yeah. piece of information to know about someone you've only known for a short amount of time. Right. Yeah, I feel like she would probably have talked about that or like researched him or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can see her doing <laughs> you know? that. She Googled him. I love it. Exactly. That's how oh she did God. it in my head. <laughs> or maybe they talked about it like that one time at the um, bar when he was yeah. explaining Ice Town and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he probably mentioned how long he's my, he might have been in the game. You know what I mean? That That's definitely, definitely true. He could have done that for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, now I'm at where Anne is at the singles night. Do you have anything before that? No, I don't. But I have the name of the bar. Oh, okay. What is it? It's Mezzi. Not the bar they Mezzi. actually filmed in. Or I, right. I'm probably butchering that. It's M-E-Z-Z-E. That's the name that was outside the building where they z- then go in to see Anne. Um, oh, and okay. I looked it up because it was interesting to me. It means appetizer in the Mediterranean. Oh! Um, And I found three different places where they actually have bars or restaurants called that Mezzi. Wow. And one's in Auckland, uh, the other one's in Massachusetts, and another one in Manhattan. I'm sure there's more than that, but those are the three that came up with like their menus and stuff. And so it mostly looks like they do like alcohol and then like tapas type things. So I guess that's like the Mediterranean version of tapas. Like small plates kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But anyway. That, That's really I cool. I'm glad to know that there are places like that in real life. Yeah. Yeah. It looked, yeah. It, they all look Sounds super fancy. cool. Yeah. yeah. They do look fancy. And vibey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, cute. Okay. I love this lady who plays like the host slash coordinator lady. Um, I love her line of, are you asking me how to flirt with men? Because Anne's like, yeah. how do I do this? What even and goes what do down do? at a singles night? Yeah, I just, I yeah, I so loved funny. that. And I put myself in that actress's shoes and I'm like, imagine having to be sassy like that to Rashida Jones. I like, know. <laughs> I would feel so awkward because I'm like, you're so obviously more cooler than me. And I'm, I'm going to just say this really sassy line to you. That's how I felt in that moment. I know. But it's such a great line and she delivers it so wonderfully. Oh my God. I love her like little smile smirky thing at the end. Like, oh, okay, I'm the host. Here's what we're doing. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, this gal who did that part, this actor is named Tanya Cornelise. I want to say, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but Tanya is known for Yellow Jackets, which is a TV show. I need to um, watch that. I've heard such good things, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, and then she's also known for a TV show called Sisters, which she also wrote an episode for. So she's also a writer. She was on Scandal. She's been, she's been in a ton of stuff. Um, but yeah, she did a great job. And I just love how Rashida Jones acts this. Like she is a real, she's really good in this episode where she's trying to get back out there. This shot is perfect. It's like, it's as awkward as it could ever be, like with the drink going by her, like right in front of her face. She plays that. She, mm-hmm. And it is awkward i love that so much <laughs> yeah i think yeah it's great. there is um, i love the whole episode she does a great job i think yeah totally and there is actually this um 
I, I don't know if you would consider it an alt or what, but they shot this another way. Um, in the deleted scenes, there is her doing this uh, same line, but in the parks department, like she's talking to Leslie about singles night, which I will, I think I wrote about it a little bit later. So we'll get to that. Um, but um, she's talking to Leslie and then she has a talking head like in the parks department, like, um, you know, open area like whatever common area thing and she does the same line of like it's awkward and she's like in her scrubs and stuff and it's just it doesn't land as comedically as this one does mm. so I'm glad that they they changed it that's good good oh, that was interesting mm-hmm. okay so now they are at April and Andy's party which we don't know yet is not just a party um mm-hmm. do you have anything before that though the only thing I have written down before that is that Anne has a smiley face on her name tag. And I was like, oh, I know you're trying to pick up guys. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. It's I very know. Anne. It's precious. Yeah. Oh my God. I noticed that, too, for sure. Um, OK, yes. Yeah, so now we're at the party at Burley's house. Jerry is talking about his new shirt that Gail got him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really funny. But oh, I know. OK, so I was going to tell you about the deleted scene. It, I thought it was later, but it's right here, actually. So I was wondering if Anne was actually invited to this party because obviously she's not there. She's at the singles night. I was like, yeah. did she even like know this was happening? Like when she deal? wasn't at the parks department when they were passing out the invitations either. Right, right, exactly. So, and then same thing with Donna. Um, like Donna just chose not to go. Yeah, but I know, um, <laughs> that note later, I didn't realize that until like fifteen minutes into the episode. I was like, "Wait, Donna's supposed to be at the wedding?" Right, exactly. Like, she did, okay, she didn't. Yeah, she was like, "Okay, whatever." Um, She's but doing okay, Donna. so this was exactly so the deleted scene that where she does that line, the, the awkward line, um, at the parks department. Right before that, she asks Leslie to go to this singles night with her. And the singles mm-hmm. night is in Eagleton, apparently, which is really funny. Um, but Anne is basically like, do you want to be my wing woman? Um, and Leslie's like, well, wait, you didn't get that invite? Like, you're not going tonight? And Anne was like, oh, that explains the crumpled up invitation that April threw at me. So April techni- April and Andy technically did invite her, but it wasn't very clear and it wasn't very mm-hmm. welcoming. Um, yeah. Or Checks inviting, out. if yeah. I could be a pun um and then yeah so basically she was like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go i'm gonna go to this thing i want to like you know try to put myself out there a little bit more so i'm glad that they explained that even if it was in a deleted scene um yeah i mean i guess it doesn't super matter because like it still comes as as a surprise to both the audience and us when leslie calls Anne. but i think it's better that Anne was invited to me personally it just makes more sense yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. It also makes sense to me that this bar or whatever is in Eagleton <laughs> because mm, it's super mm-hmm. classy. Like it super that definitely f- feels the um the Eagleton vibe a little bit more. Yeah, 100%. Um also think it's worth mentioning that Leslie during this scene that Anne asks her to go with her is eating a fruit salad and hating it and she's like um and she's like all mad about it and Anne was like, "Well, did you even ask for whipped cream?" And like nobody like said anything about it, but like it's alluded to that Leslie is mad that there's no whipped cream on it. And Aunt Leslie's like, "Um, I shouldn't have to ask. Like they should just know who like who doesn't have whipped cream on fruit salad." And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> and accurate <laughs> yeah exactly Love it. Uh, okay anyway so now tom is laughing at jerry's shirt which we were just talking about it but i do think it's nice that gail got it for him i think it's really i do precious. too he looks like charlie brown oh i didn't even think about that like yeah. a shiny flashy gay yeah. charlie brown 
Yes, one hundred percent. That's yeah. That's exactly what he looks like to me. That shirt looks oh like Charlie God. Brown's shirt. Oh, yeah. well, that's so funny. I didn't even think about it like that. But that's so true. The way that it's yeah designed. The yeah, the, like Ziggy Zag thing. Yeah. I noticed too that there were really strange decorations in this house. Um, oh there's gosh, like a weird too. cardboard. Yeah, there's like a cardboard cutout thing that looks like someone made it, like behind Leslie uh-huh. at um, four fifteen minute four fifteen. If anyone is interested, there's like beer cans squashed together that's supposed to look like a light, but it's like hanging from the ceiling. Mannequins, I, like a bunch of stuff. That's what I caught. I thought it was a, like at first. I thought they were balloons, and then mm. I was like, those look like crushed up cans. Mm-hmm. Like, so you think they're like lights? Which I don't think sense. they're actually lights. I thought that they looked like they could have been a light fixture, but I really mm-hmm. think they're just like crushed cans hanging from the ceiling and they're just naming them as decorations, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I'm glad you I didn't caught see that any light too. in there. No, yeah. it's really so weird lighting when... in this entire house, really. Mm, interesting. But I think it's, I think it's cool because mm-hmm. it gives you that, yeah, we're in someone's house vibe and we're not messing mm-hmm. with lighting and stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably way. really intentional to do it that way. That's true. Mm-hmm. This is a soundstage, by the way. Okay. It's not inside of an actual house. Okay. Um, so in that case that matters out. to anyone. What, now, would that be accurate for every time we're in Andy and April's house? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, and even Anne's house is a set. Um, the outside yeah. obviously is a real house, but um, yeah, yeah. pretty that. crazy. They make it look so lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a great job. And uh, well, I have that note later, but they they just have certain things around the house that I'm like, that's so the effort that people put in to make it actually look lived in, and that oh my god, you know, people so live there. I mean, you don't really think about it just watching, but it's like you when we're analyzing everything and you pick yeah. everything out, it's it's amazing what effort they put in. The detail is insane on this show. I mean, just in the camping episode, Brooklyn picked out so many insane things that Tom had or like Ron had. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. wild. And the stuff that I didn't even notice, but it's just like, yeah. And they have like um, road signs that I'm guessing they stole or something that are hanging on the walls inside of Andy and April's or Burley's house. It's just like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently it got super hot in there because it's a really small space and there were like 30 or something extras. Yeah, that's a lot. It, there were a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but then this is when Leslie is warning them about Oren. And this is our first time mm-hmm. we are hearing from Oren. Yes. Um, he's standing in the corner. We don't want to say anything personal about ourselves to him, says Leslie, which is really hilarious. Um, Oren is played by Eric Eisenhower. This is our first time seeing him. Like I said, he has been in a lot of things. Workaholics, The Middle. Looks like he was in an episode of Friday Night Lights. Um, super excited that he's here. Um, and apparently his character idea was in Time Capsule. Um and because we talk about because April has like a flyer of him or his show or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was really a, and she wanted to put that in the um, time capsule. And apparently that idea was really appealing to Katie Dippold, which is the writer of this ep- episode. So she decided to bring him like in real life. And I have a super crazy surprise. He sent us a voice memo. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. And as scary as Oren is to me throughout this show, just the way he's played is just absolutely amazing. And I love him. So I'm really excited. Yeah, he did so well. I asked him all the same questions. Um, It's a little bit of a longer one because I didn't cut it up, but I feel like it's perfect. So I'm just going to go ahead and play this for you. Hey, everyone. Eric Eisenhower here, or as you probably know me, Oren from Parks and Rec. 
Uh, really excited to be on the show and to talk to you all a little bit about April and Andy's fancy party. Um, so what was the audition like and what details do I remember about the sides or anything like that? So the audition was actually uh, pretty interesting. Uh, as anybody familiar with the character knows, Oren is a creature of few words, right? Not really the most verbose. But um, for the audition, they had actually prepared a pretty lengthy scene between myself and Tom. And uh, they were clear, this is a scene that will never be on the show, and the character will never talk this much. But they did want to make sure that the actors really sort of understood the essence of the character. And uh, the gist of the scene was basically that I, Oren, had cornered Tom, like, in the bathroom, and was really, like, impressing upon him, existential dread. It was a pretty funny scene, actually. And um, they did have a few notes for the character. One of the things they said was... Um, you know, he was weird, he was creepy, but he was not a vampire. And I, I don't know, I guess this was like sort of the height of vampire mania with like True Blood and, and Vampire Diaries and Twilight. So maybe they were trying to avoid that. So he was not a vampire, um, but he maybe had a thousand yard stare. And the really interesting note that they had was they said that he maybe talks a bit like John Malkovich, which I thought was really fascinating. So I sat down and I um, listened to some John Malkovich interviews and if you listen to him talk, he does kind of have sort of a sing-songy voice up and down. He has a he has a very interesting lilt. And uh, I tried to sort of seize onto that and use that as a great hook for the character. Okay, so what I was saying um, was that it's kind of crazy about John Malkovich. If we haven't heard him, or you could just Google him, but he's like a super famous actor. He was also in Space Force, mm-hmm. which is really funny. Um, but he's the... Um He's uh, Steve Carell's right-hand dude, right? Yeah, exactly. And he really does have like a very lilty kind of um, sing-songy voice. So I think that's really interesting. And I definitely mm-hmm. think Oren, now that he said that, had that too, you know? 100%, yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, was I really connected with the character right off the bat or did I have to, you know, put it on? This was a character where, you know, to me, I, I thought the most important thing was just to go in there and to play and have fun, Right. You know, sometimes if you're doing a more dramatic piece of material, you sit down, you figure out, okay, what's the character experiencing? How can I, how can I make that real? You know, whatever. But, you know, for this show and for this character, to me, it was like, it was so interesting and so sort of out there. It was like, we're just going to have fun. We're going to play with this. We're just going to make some interesting choices and have a good time and see what happens. And thankfully, that seemed to work really well, you know, um, and yeah, so that was the audition process. I, I, I was lucky I just had to audition once. I didn't even have to do a callback. And um, they just sort of said, when I got on set, like, hey, just do what you did on the audition. Like, you got it. Um, do I have any memories of being on set that day in April's April and Andy's wedding? I remember just having a really good time, generally, first and foremost. Uh, it was a great set. Everybody on the show, really friendly. Um you know, very welcoming to me. I remember being in hair and makeup and Amy just coming right up and introducing herself. And, uh, you know, if you haven't worked, um, sort of in, in the industry, people who are series regulars don't necessarily have to do that. Uh, you know, it's not really considered obligatory for anybody to come up and, and introduce themselves or make conversation with you. So the fact that, you know, everyone did that in parks and rec really speaks very highly. Um, for the cast, um, you know, really wonderful people across the board. Interesting memory I do have. Um, so because it was a party, 
they had actual food uh, on the set as as props. And for whatever reason, I don't remember if I, I don't remember the circumstances that led to this exactly, but basically we had an ant problem. There were ants on the set because of the food. And uh, at one time, actually, there was an ant. It must have crawled uh, overhead on some of the lighting rigging. And it actually fell onto uh, Aziz's face. And he had to stop and, and knock a, an ant off of his face. And uh, he was fine, of course. Everything was fine. But yeah, I'd, I've never been on a set before a sense that uh, had an ant problem where the, uh, uh, you know, there were pests attacking the uh, main cast. So that was... That was interesting. Um, in terms of makeup, hair, wardrobe, so I don't, I don't really normally sort of have that look. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm, I don't wear quite that much black. I do have a fair complexion. I do have sort of a, the dark circles under my eyes, which, you know, maybe that gave me a leg up. But they definitely hair and makeup definitely took it to an eleven uh, when I got there. So a lot of white makeup, a lot of. Uh, really accentuating the dark circles under the eyes. The in- one of the interesting touches uh, during the first two episodes I did was they uh, glued on these long, sort of creepy acrylic nails. And uh, if you look, if you look uh, in, in the scene, in the shot where I'm holding onto the goblet of what may or may not be blood, towards the end of the episode, you can sort of see these long, creepy nails. And um, in future episodes, I think they just uh, painted the nails black, kept it simple. But um, for the first two episodes, you can really um, see and appreciate those beautiful, long, creepy nails. Um, how was it work to work with? How was it to work with Rob Lowe and the rest of the cast? As I said, really wonderful. Everyone was really friendly, really welcoming, really down to earth. You know, made conversation with me. Asked how things were going, how things were going in my career. You know, was I enjoying myself on set? People were very you know, friendly, uh, the, you know, the character seemed to be working. People seemed to really find Orin very funny. So people weren't shy about coming up and saying, Hey, this character's really funny. This is great. We hope he'll be back. So they were really friendly. One of my favorite moments actually was a deleted scene that I believe is available on the DVDs where, uh, I have a dance off with Rob Lowe, you know, Rob Lowe has the dance circle going. Uh, and there's a moment where I enter the dance circle and do some creepy, bizarre interpretive dancing of my own. Uh, I believe that's available on the uh, DVD extras, but um, that was a particularly fun moment with uh, Rob Lowe. Anyway, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, really had a great time on set. Hope you guys uh, uh, enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed making it. And uh, maybe I'll talk to you guys again. But for now, I have to go. That was amazing. He was wonderful. He's great. I would love for him to come on on in like an Orin heavy episode. Um, you know. Yeah, I told um his agent that we would definitely be reaching out to him again if he uh, like when we get to some more of his episodes. So mm-hmm. hopefully that happens for That'd us. Be great. Yeah, I love that he said Amy Poehler was really nice. That is such a through line throughout everybody's like journey that they tell us. Um, I did not see that deleted scene that he's talking about. They were da- he said he was dancing with Rob Lowe. I would have loved to see that, but I didn't see it in the DVD extras. So maybe it's somewhere else. I kind of want to see what it would look like because how do you keep Oren in character and have him dance? I know. So who's to say? Anyway, um, so yes, thank you to Eric Eisenhower for that. Go follow him on Instagram. We'll tag him and make sure that you guys know where to follow him. But that was awesome. Um, Okay, so now uh, Chris comes in and uh, asks, 
Uh, Leslie asks what he brought. He was asked to bring a cake, but he actually brought a vegetable loaf. And that it's like so funny. I love how Ron gets so mad. And I also think this moment is so much better because of the steak moment that Ron and Chris had where Chris thinks portobello mushrooms are just as good Mm -hmm. as steaks. So Ron's tolerance is like very low for Chris, like messing. Yeah. Messing with his food stuff. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. It is. It's like. I love how mad he gets. He's like, but did they ask you to bring cake or did they ask you to bring vegetable loaf? He's like so mad. Oh, no, a cake. But this is so much healthier. Oh, my God, Chris. It's not your party. (laughs) Can you? This is what I I have to say. If I showed up to my wedding and there was a vegetable loaf instead of the cake, I would have been so mad. (laughs) So awful. I don't know how April and Andy responded to that. But yes, go take take a walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love that. Okay, so now we're back at singles night. Mm-hmm. Um, Anne is trying to figure out what she's doing, and she spots Donna, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, it's so nice to like see you here, or friendly face at these things. It's always nice." And Donna is like, uh, "Every man for himself." I love Red in this moment. I know that like it's not nice necessarily, but I just love her energy of like, "We're in the jungle. If you get a man, I don't get that man." And I love how she looks at dating. Like, I love this energy so yeah. much. She's great. I love this whole. I mean, I, I always love Donna as a character and just the energy she has <clears throat> and her overall mm-hmm. confidence and vibe. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Part of me is also like, Donna, you and Anne are not into the same types of guys. Like, I feel like yeah. Donna would not be caught dead dating Chris or Andy. Yeah, I feel like she would have sex with them. That's fair. <laughs> I feel like she doesn't really have a That's fair. person that she like has a type necessarily well, she's just like there's a man i want that man yeah uh, that's true because we don't really i guess the first person we really see her date is uh who ends up to be her husband mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. fair i guess but i'm also just like yeah. i just don't know i was just like i feel like you're you care too much about this yeah at the same it's definitely time. that competition energy yeah. but i do but i do love the energy yeah and Anne is really confused. She's like, what? You're the one that told me to do this. Yeah. And she's like, you're the one that to- gave me this advice. And he, she was like, here's some more advice. Beat it. Yeah. I love that. But I think, I think <laughs> so Anne dumb. is so used to Leslie, you know, mm-hmm. and That's having true. those kinds of friends where it's like they're they're a team all the time. Mm-hmm. And Don is just not that way. She's confused. Yeah. So. So, yes, absolutely. Tom and Ben and Leslie now are talking at the party. And Tom says that he heard you might be uh, that. uh Ben might be leaving Pawnee. Um, and it's really cute because he looks at Ben looks at Leslie when he says he's thinking about mm-hmm. it. And it's really precious. And Tom says, you're a huge nerd, but I'd be sorry to see you go. I love that. Um, which I think is really precious because that's his own in its own Tom way. He's trying to be mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. That's cute. So then Leslie thinks that this party needs some help um, and she's trying to take control of everything. I love that Oren is standing in the background, too. OK, sorry. I have a note before we move on from the Tom. Uh-huh. Ben and Leslie. Ben obviously did not bring Avatar, but it looks like he brought a bottle of champagne. Mm. That's what okay, he's that's holding. Nice. So I'm assuming that's yeah. what he brought instead of Avatar. So going back to what you said, nobody actually brings what they're told to bring. <laughs> yeah. Like he did. He <laughs> right. also did not. But he brought something rather right. than yeah. not bringing anything or like Donna just not showing up. <laughs> right. Champagne is nice and more appropriate than he thinks, probably. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. He had so. some forethought there. Cute. Love that. 
All right. Um, oh, yeah. So Ben says that he wasn't a fan of Peter Jackson's interpretation of Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings because Tom is like, so what are you going to do? Like, you know, go on a New Zealand walking tour kind of thing. Um, and I don't really understand. I've read the book and seen the movies and I'm not mad about the interpretation at all. So I wonder how that what he's thinking behind it. It's kind of a toss up because a lot of there are there is a good group of people who read the books and did not like the movie interpretations. I think it's more so with the Hobbit. I think there was more complaint mm. were more complaints about the Hobbit movies. Um, Cause it was that really weird time. You remember Harry Potter was like the seventh book is too long. We're making it into two parts, and all the people who love Harry Potter were like, "Yes, you absolutely have to make this this into two parts because there's too much stuff going on." But then Twilight did it with the fourth book, and I read the fourth book, and I was like, "You don't have enough stuff here to make two movies. What the fuck are you doing?" And The Hobbit is shorter than the Lord of the Rings book, and they decided to make three movies out of that. And so I think a lot of people yeah. were like, "Why?" Like, and now you just, you added scenes in there that weren't in the book. So I heard a lot more um, complaints about The Hobbit, but I do think there is a good group of people who were fans of the books that didn't, didn't like Mm. the interpretation, but I I like the movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite. I feel like um, The Hobbit movies, and I need to watch them again. I really do. But I just, I wasn't a a super huge fan of The Hobbit movies as Mm -hmm. much as I was The Lord of the Rings. And I will say, I mean, Harry Potter, I feel like they cut out so much integral stuff that needed to happen but like lord of the rings i feel like they took out what they needed to take out Mm -hmm. and like half the book and i'm sorry if you're a lord of the rings like super mega fan book wise half the book is talking about traveling through different types of grass okay (laughs) and i'm sorry that's true we can just look at that that literally so many pages of grass uh okay um but uh, i will say that am i just started the first uh episode of the um Amazon series for Lord of the Rings. Uh, um, it's so good. Is it? So, 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 so good. It's beautiful. And uh, I, ju- I think it's really good. Uh, as far as, I mean, I haven't finished it, obviously, so I don't know. But it's more of like a prequel situation to Lord of the Rings. So, okay. Like you see all of Galadriel and Elrond um, young, which is really interesting. Cool. Okay. But anyway, so, okay. Back to Leslie trying to take control. Um, she's saying that maybe you should put out more food to Andy. And Andy's firing up the bagel bites, which is hilarious and really funny. Um, I just think it's funny, too, that they said it was a dinner party and there's not really dinner anywhere in sight. Which, I mean, I know it's not really a dinner mm-hmm. party, but like... It's a potluck. You know what I mean? Holly, it's a potluck. Yeah. That's what I felt like <laughs> at the end. Like, I was like, this isn't a dinner party. This is a potluck. And to be fair, their yeah, steak person true. didn't show up with steak. <laughs> but also why are you asking someone else to bring steak um for like yeah for like eight people too um i love i this this kitchen scene is what one of the things where i'm like oh my gosh they put so much effort into um pete like it making look lived in because there's cheap cheese balls on the counter which Mm -hmm. you might remember was a a big deal in the office as well, the cheese balls Mm -hmm. situation. So they have that on the counter. I'm assuming that's Andy's and not Burley's, if I was to make a guess. Um, But then uh, Leslie also opens up the uh, refrigerator, and there's um, Tabasco sauce, there's orange juice, peanut butter, pickles, Mm -hmm. butter, Italian dressing, and then like you can't really see anything else below. But like they stuff those the door. Which is a lot of effort, mm-hmm. first of all, for it to not be someone's actual house. And second of all, very accurate mm-hmm. for I feel like everyone's fridge door. <laughs> yes. So just yes. the, the effort, Agreed. I think, was wonderful here. Yeah. And they had that little um, the little whiteboard on the fridge, mm-hmm. too, which is really um, true. I wrote down something what was on there, but uh, I, 
I don't know where that note is, so I'll get to it when I get to it. But um, but yeah, and then uh, I love all those catches about the the fridge. Um, and April walks in and Andy tries to hide his face and the bagel bites fly everywhere. But April's like, you have to look at me and tell me if I look good. And Leslie's like, what's going on? Yeah. And then they reveal that this is actually their wedding. They're getting married. I love this line of we're getting married to each other. To each <laughs> in other. In case that wasn't clear. <laughs> I love it. And then Leslie keeps going on and on about like, why is this happening? Are you pregnant? Are you sick? Are you terminal? Is it like that Walk to, Rem- Walk to Remember movie? <laughs> it's such a good movie. And April keeps saying yes and freaking Andy out, mm-hmm. which I think is funny. Yeah, I know. Back and forth and it's like dude you would know i know she would tell you i think it's really funny this proposal story because this is kind of the epitome of like what works for the couple doesn't work for everyone Mm -hmm. because that is that story of the proposal if you will was just not romantical at all Mm -mm. and because andy's like well what if we got married tomorrow and april just said fine and i was like cute i was the same way where leslie's like uh, okay yeah but like you said <laughs> what works for others might not work for yeah you know for us so and yeah. i think it's oh here's the whiteboard thing for their relationship oh yeah so definitely um and uh the the whiteboard fridge thing says andy stop eating my food <laughs> and leslie blocks part of it so i can't read the rest of it but i'm guessing burley left that note for yeah Andy. it's gotta be I just also love how unaware they are of how the world works. Like, they think that getting a condo or a house is just, like, super easy. And Leslie's like, you can't just get a condo. Yeah. That's one of my favorite lines. You can't just, you can't just get a condo. Fine. A house then. (laughs) I know. Yeah. You write a house. I also Mm. love this line. I think it's one of my favorites where Leslie says relationships take planning. You can't just jump into something without thinking. It took me four Mm. years to find the right hairdresser. And we still fight all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. I feel like there's a very beautiful in between between Leslie Mm -hmm. and Andy and April. Like they're underthinking it. Opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. They're like. We can't stress how little we thought about this mm-hmm. versus Leslie, who like I feel like puts way too much thought yeah. into things sometimes, which I think is really beneficial for her. But sometimes it's like, just take the leap, girl. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so now Leslie's. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say when Leslie goes off and she tells Ron and Tom, is Chris there, too? Who else is there? I feel like it's just uh, Tom and Ron, maybe. Yeah, I think it's just Tom and Ron right now. Okay. I was like, Leslie, that's not your information to tell. Like, obviously, I know. they they built this together to be a surprise. And it makes me sad because once we get to the part where Andy actually stands up and says, surprise, it's our wedding. It's like, it's not a surprise because the information got around because, you know. So I know what Leslie's trying to do here. She's trying to get people to be on board and help her kind of rationalize with them but at the same time i'm like it's it almost took away that that factor that they were hoping for yeah and she's like just trying to control everything in pure Mm -hmm. leslie fashion and it's just like i have this note too i'm just like i don't really understand why she cares that much like i get caring and being like worried for them but like trying to block the entire thing i guess that's a leslie character choice but i was just like why are you so freaked out about this yeah it's it's intense and like the Mm -hmm. fact that i mean we'll get to it but the fact that she calls Anne too it's like yeah that's really selfish and that was a bad move yeah really bad that's selfish on all accounts that would have helped no one (laughs) right exactly 
Um, so after Leslie tells everyone, Tom's like, whoa, that's what Julia Roberts did. And Ron's like, is that that toothy girl from Mystic Pizza? <laughs> Which I think is so funny. I need to watch that still. But if anyone is not that's familiar good. with what that is, it's a classic, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know about the Julia Roberts secret wedding thing. But Mystic Pizza was a 1988 movie that was based in a town called Mystic. And there's three waitresses at a pizza shop that talk about how they're going to leave their small town. And they have super big plans. It was also a big deal in the indie world, like won a bunch of indie awards which is really interesting. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, I do like, to your point, I like that when Leslie asks for Ron to talk to some sense into them, Ron's like, that's not my place or mm-hmm. yours. So, like, let's stop. He's, he's her anchor. Mm-hmm. Almost all the time. Like, when she gets into that full-fledged go, 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 yeah. go, go, I gotta fix this mode, he oftentimes is the person. And, and later it kind of becomes Ben, but right now it's really Ron who kind of helps bring her back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm back at the singles night. If you are, mm-hmm. Anne is so awkward. So awkward. Her first question is, "What's your occupation?" To this guy she's talking to, not like, "What's your job?" or "What do you do?" or "How's it going?" What's your occupation? Yeah, there's just and the most she, weird way to phrase that. Yeah, and then she jokes and says that she has the same job as him, but then she just laughs because she can't hear him. She doesn't know what he said, and I'm like. What I know I've definitely done this before where I'll just like shake it off if mm-hmm. I can't hear what they're saying, especially if I've asked a hundred times. But now I swear I will ask somebody like eight times it, to hear what they said. I don't know why I do that now, but I'm just like, you have to talk to me again because I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she didn't even put in effort to to hear what he actually said. She's just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, oh, and she and... definitely could have asked like at any moment, wait, what'd mm-hmm. you say or something? Yeah. Um. This actor that Anne is talking to is named Sean Parsons. He was in Justified, Rutherford Falls, which is another Mike Schur show with Ed Helms. So good. If you haven't watched it yet, it is on Peacock. Um, he was in a short with Nick Offerman, which is interesting, called The Gunfighter. And he was also in Law & Order SVU. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's also a producer and a writer and a musician. He plays a lot of guitar videos cool. on his Instagram, which is really interesting. So that's cool. Um, and then he did send awesome. me an email, um, but I haven't heard back from him yet, but he, I'll read what he emailed me. Um, he said, it was my first proper TV gig and I was only on set for a few hours, although I loved it and still appreciate the hell out of that gig. He was like, if you think there's a story there, I'm happy to help. And so I, I sent him the questions and maybe he'll get back to me, but that's okay if he doesn't. Um, cool to know that that was one of his first like quote proper TV gigs. So that's yeah, interesting. Definitely. Uh, and then Donna witnesses this and she's like, what the F? Like, are you Nell yeah. from the movie Nell? Which, by the way, so many movie references in this episode. Oh, yeah. Which is hilarious. We're on our third or fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nell is a Jodie Foster and Liam Neeson movie. For those of you who do not know, Jodie Foster plays Nell who lives in a cabin like she's a hermit woman, basically, and doesn't talk to anyone. And that's what Donna is referring to her as. To which Anne. is not far off from the social interaction we just witnessed from a grown woman who has no other like she's never shown social qualms in the past yeah (laughs) it's it's weird chris really effed her up i feel yeah i think she was a very confident person at least i think when she was dating andy she was very confident because i think she knew that she was the one settling yeah and she knew like when she compared herself to Andy, she was more stable, right? And mm-hmm. then she, I think Chris kind of tilted her on her axis, and now she's just 
mm-hmm. a tornado of yeah. confusion and I don't exactly. know who I am anymore. <laughs> so Donna takes pity on her basically and is like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to help you. Um, yeah. But before we get to them helping, we are back at the party. Are you there yet? I am. And I have a little bit of uh, trivia, not not like questions, but some information. Okay, uh, go Because for it. Andy is now no longer in his flannel. He is in a Reggie Wayne jersey mm-hmm. um, who played for the Colts. He was mm-hmm. a receiver for the Colts. And um, he was born, funnily enough, this upcoming uh, Thursday will be Reggie Wayne's birthday. He'll turn 44. Oh my gosh, uh, happy he, birthday, Reggie Wayne. Yeah, he was born on November 17th of 1978, um, which is crazy to me because... Uh, when I think of people born in the 1970s, they're 30 years old, and now he's almost 44, which is mm-hmm. blowing my mind. Um, he played 14 seasons with the Colts, and then he ended up signing a one-year contract with the Patriots um, yeah. in t- 2015, and he stayed on for 10 days and then requested to be released by the team, and then he announced his retirement the following um, spring. So mm. he never played with the Patriots. He never, I don't think he ever went to a practice. I, he was signed on for 10 days and was asked to be released. Um, mm. And then he is, has the, he's number 10 in all time uh, receptions, number 10 mm. in all time receiving yards and 24th in touchdown receptions. So he's ranked pretty high up there. Um, Andy is getting married in a very uh, prestigious Jersey there. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of, done a good job so yeah i thought that was interesting information yeah totally and also this is a callback because Mm -hmm. april gave that jersey to him Mm -hmm. so i think that's really cute and precious and that's also going to set up um some foreshadowing for when we actually get to meet reggie wayne in the episode uh later on in in the series which is wild yeah yeah yes happy birthday to him yes um Tom goes up to Andy and says he knows what's up and asks if he can be his best man. That seems super weird to be like, you're not supposed to ask that question, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> no, also, yeah, this like awkward. Yeah. The talking head of like the duties of a best man or like what you get to do as a best man. Like you make love to the prettiest bridesmaid, usually standing from behind. Did you get that? Did you hear yes, that? I, Why oh, is yeah, that allowed? I heard on- that. I decided what? to take no notes on it because I was disgusted and was like, I'm not so even weird. touching this. It is very weird. Um, Strange. I've, I've heard of there being weddings where groomsmen and bridesmaids get together, like hook up yeah. afterwards. But like, it's not that common. Not a I responsibility feel like. or like uh, Yeah, it's not a responsibility. That well, that's the yeah, thing too weird. is, is Tom is very selfish. You notice that nothing he said was in support of Randy or Andy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. in support of himself. And what he's going to get out of being best man, not how he's going to help Andy, you know? Right. Right. There is a deleted scene that I think he tries to, um, which I'll play for you a little bit later. But yes, you are right. Um, But now Leslie's in the bathroom with April trying to talk her out of this. And she brings up again the pros and cons list. I love this line of, you need to get in the bed. Get in the bed. You need to go to bed. Go to bed. And then we find out that her middle name is Roberta and that Andy doesn't know, like they don't know their middle names. They don't know each other's middle names. Yeah. Sad and yeah. scary. His is Maxwell, as we learned. I later. know it's so cute. I love I that. I like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a mouse he rat had- poster next to Leslie's head. I know. It's so funny that it. it's in the bathroom. Yeah. I tried to figure like out. Like, I was like, what? And why? But it looks like it's just a poster you would hang at a bar, and they probably yep. just took the extra one because I think it's the 
the bandmates, right? And then mm-hmm. it looks like it would be the address of the bar, or the time that oh, they were okay. performing at part. the bottom. Yeah, I tried to that's zoom funny. in. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it said mouse rat, and that's what's most important. <laughs> um, she, I love this talking head that Leslie has about dating a Civil War reenactor, and she found out he wore those clothes all the time and he was married but that's like the the clothes thing was really weird i just love these dating stories how they come up for leslie like i just wonder who thought of that and who keeps thinking of all these crazy things for her it's just really funny and how many people has she dated it sounds like a lot because she we we had a long list of bad first dates when she first start started dating dave Mm -hmm. and then when she picked up anne because she realized that Chris had broken up with her a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. She had more stories about bad breakups. Mm-hmm. And then now we have two new stories in this. Yeah. She's this tried. Episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so now we're back at the bar with Donna and Anne, if you are. Uh, yes. Cool. Um, Donna says, scribble your name on the name tag to make the dude work for it. And they have to get a closer look to read your name on the name tag. I love that she does her classic ordering two shots of Jameson for herself. Mm -hmm. um, And Anne's like, oh, I don't want that. And she's like, "Uh, yeah, for you. You want to be available, but not too available. Don't make eye contact. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Now we're back at the party. Um, If you are, do you have anything before that? Nope. Okay. Uh, Andy is basically asking everyone to be a best man except for Jerry, which I think is amazing and a great choice. Um, I also love that through this all, I didn't really realize it until he said it, that Chris and Ron has helped April and Andy stay together. And it almost seems like they have this like super storied past, which I guess they do. But for for them only having dated a month, it's just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then... Side note, so Tom is passing out cigars in this like montage thing. Um, I don't know if that's right here or where it is, but basically all those people that he is passing out cigars to and the people that are standing behind Andy at the altar are his brothers. This was a deleted scene. He has seven brothers and they all got cut. Um, And then the one that he hugs at the altar is his mom. He has seven brothers? Mm Mm-hmm. Because in the Halloween episode... I believe Chris Pratt says I had I grew up with five brothers. Oh, okay. It's said he has seven brothers um, in the thing, but perhaps, perhaps it was wrong. I don't know. He well, has and, a lot of brothers. We'll just leave well, it. At and that. if if they deleted the scene, why not change the number later? You know, exactly. That's true. So, just interesting. Yeah. Derek and um, the other Ben are back, who April dated at one point, and Andy asks them to be his best men, too. (laughs) And Tom's hearing all of this and is like, dude, what the F? Um, And then this is when Tom asks if there are any strippers there. Oh, my God. Like, so dumb. Because he's trying to throw him a bachelor party, but it doesn't work. And this is kind of where, yeah, this is kind of where the, um, the thing that he tries to do helps uh, or the thing that tom tries to do i'll play this deleted scene really fast basically i'll set it up a little bit um but basically uh there's like a velvet rope or whatever and john ralphio is there and they have like a laptop with all these like pictures of naked ladies and uh, i'll just okay so just keep that in mind (laughs) okay oh wait you are because it's your bachelor party (laughs) i called in the big dogs john ralphio oh hey 
Andrew, Mom, Andrew. What's up, baby? Uh, do you think? Uh oh, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do, huh? What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Huh? I just get the party started and boom! Look at that sweet honey shaking that mm for you. Whoa. Yes, she is very pretty. Yeah, no, I should know. She's my cousin. My marriage, not weird. Are you sure we can't get any real girls? Not enough time, T. Not enough time. Uh oh, uh oh. We can make it okay. rain. Make it rain! I love that they use John Ralphio again because he's just there to kind of help with the the um, the speech at one point and you don't really see him again. So it's cool that he had another scene in there that they just decided to take out. Yeah. And it again, it's just like so silly and dumb. And Andy is not into it. He's like, okay, uh, this is weird. Um, But anyway, so that's like one thing he tries to do. But again, it's like super weird. Um, but then this is when Leslie calls Anne to try to get her to stop the wedding. And like I said, I love Leslie, but this is not a good move. It, yeah. Like you have to think about like, does this going to hurt or help the person that I'm talking to? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's and so dumb. It doesn't help anyone. It's going to end up hurting Andy and April. It's mm-hmm. going to break her relationship with a- April that she's worked mm-hmm. really hard to build mm-hmm. because April's going to be like, screw you for trying to mess this up with me for me. And then Anne, Anne, like this is, it messes up everything for Anne. Like she's trying to do better. She's trying to mm-hmm. find herself and you're going to ask her to go back to her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Really <sighs> stupid. It makes me sad. I do love that. She says um, after like three seasons already, she's like, hi, it's, it's hi, Anne, it's Leslie. Let's know from the parks department. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> who it know, is. Like, oh my God. But again, that. um, I, again, I just don't really understand why Leslie cares so much. And then this mm-hmm. is where the dating story of her telling, uh, telling us about a dude she loved, uh, she tells a dude that she loved him underwater and he shot up really fast and got the bends <laughs> because we're talking about, again, we're just talking about the bad dating stories and doing yeah. things too fast and whatever. Um, I looked up what the bends actually were, which I I know what they are in theory, but I don't understand why they were called the bends, quote mm-hmm. unquote. But I'll just read uh, this. Decomp- it's called decompression sickness is really what the bends is. Yeah. And it's generalized barotrauma or the bends refers to injuries caused by a rapid decrease in the pressure that surrounds you of either air or water which you know if you scuba dive the air and water pressure changes um the bend term refers to joint immobility and pain caused by gas bubbles forming in the blood and body tissues these bubbles often accumulate in the joints such as elbows and knees and then they hinder mobility which causes a bend in the joint and a Mm. bent appearance interesting so anyway i thought that was fascinating because i never again was i was like bends what anyway (laughs) Uh, so now Oren and Ben are talking and Ben is like, no, Oren, I don't know how I'm going to die. And then he's like, wait, are you asking, asking me or telling me? It's <laughs> so hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then we get into the, the Brita filter. Like, yes. He's, he's like, oh, I don't my know. Brita it depends on how frequently you use it. it. Yeah. It, well, so I looked it up just in case people wanted to know you're supposed to change it every 40 gallons of water or every two months. Okay, gotcha. I was going to so, say, I change mine like every two or three months. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, that's so, good to know. And whichever one comes first is what I'm assuming. So, if you, it takes, yeah. you know, four months for you to hit 40 gallons, it's, you know, different. But I'm just like, that is so sad that your Brita filter lasts longer than their relationship has already lasted. I thought that I was know. a really fun way of putting it in perspective. Absolutely. That is funny. Yeah. 
Um, and she has this reasoning that they're about to ruin their future, which, uh, like, I guess could be an answer to my question of, like, why does she care so much? But I just don't get why she gets so upset, you know? Like, I guess when you feel crazy because no one else is acting the same way as you, like, I guess it can make you even crazier, which maybe that's what's mm-hmm. the deal. Um, I mean, and if she was different, right? We haven't gotten any red flags throughout these seasons as to why there would be a subconscious reason, like, she feels... Why am I not married at this age? I don't get that Mm -hmm. vibe from Leslie, Mm -mm. right? So that would be a reason I would be like, okay, I can understand like these two young kids. You're like, oh, you don't know yet. And like, how can this be happening before I get married? But that's not Leslie. And we have no signs of that being who she is. Like it's coming from love, I guess, Mm because she wants them to have a future, but whatever. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like we, we all have to make our mistakes to mm-hmm. learn and grow. And I think there's a bigger benefit of her keeping her relationships with Aunt April and Andy than, than pushing them. And a lot of times, yeah. we know April, there's a really clear way that she's going to just push April away yeah, if she do doesn't she... support her. Right. That's real. That's real. So. so then Andy finally makes the announcement that it's happening and he's trying to be classy by saying it. If you would do me the obligation of having your honor heretofore in the room doth right over there, hence. <laughs> and they're like, what? what? Big event in that room. Ten minutes or five yeah. minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which I love. I love the the madams yes. and Miss... Miss... Miss Swaz. He like <laughs> gets that. there somehow, but... I know. It's not right, but it's... He tries. <laughs> right. So in this big room, he makes the announcement that the surprise is not a dinner party, but the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is really cute. April by Simon and Garfunkel plays, which is yeah. super cute as April's walking down the aisle. Um, and one of the very this, few times we have actual music playing mm-hmm. and a, a very well thought out reason to have music playing. Yeah, totally. Um, this song is actually talking about the month of April, but I definitely understand this whole song is talking about the months from April to September and how each season's change. But mm. it totally makes sense, and a lot of Simon and Garfunkel is about, like, you know, metaphors, names, yeah. and for actual things. But it's also That's just cute. beautiful. Like it sounds like a, a song you would play at a wedding, so yeah, it works. Yes. And Ben and Derek are the flower boys, which is really cute. Um, this was, yeah. I don't know if I, if it is a deleted, well, there was a deleted scene where Andy asks Ben and Derek to be the best men for him. I don't know if you, if like that's in the regular no. se- uh, show. Okay. He asks no, them to just... be the best men. And um, one, of, I think it's Ben is like really like, I don't know. He's really weird about it. He's like, no, we can. April asked us to be the flower girls, like ironically, blah, blah, blah. And one of the other ones is just like, we can do it. We can do both. Because um, Andy asks them so nicely. Mm-hmm. And then so they both technically do. Um, I Which like it. Oh, go I, ahead. I really like because it shows because the last time we really saw them, it didn't seem like they were ending on a very good note because April was like, screw you. I actually like Andy. And they were yeah. giving him crap for it. So I think it's a nice bring back of like, OK, they made they they made up and she still has them in her life. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um. April makes eye contact with Leslie as she's walking down, which I think is very subtle and cute that Shauna or Tom, whoever caught that moment, camera operating was really wonderful. Mm. Um, Andy is crying, which is hilarious. Um, This justice of the peace is really interesting because it's not the same person. I was wondering if they were going to get the same justice of the peace at the parks department, the one who marries Ron and Tammy and Mm -hmm. Ron and Diane. But this is a different person. Um, Her name is Kathleen Coyne. um, And 
sadly, it's really sad. Kathleen Coyne actually passed away in 2020, Aww. which is so two years ago. That's I don't really know sad. what the cause of death was or anything, but she was so cute in this. I really loved it. Mm-hmm. She was 74. And she was in Fresh Off the Boat, uh, Ouija, which I think is a movie. Who's the boss? Like a bunch of other things. So it was so sad to hear that. But yeah, yes, she did great. And she says That's Andy's middle name, which is Maxwell. Love it. Yes. Yeah. I like their vows a lot. I think that I their too. vows are so them. April mm-hmm. saying she hates most things, but she never seemed to hate Andy. So I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Is that cool? <laughs> I like that a yeah. lot. And I love that he says he's the luckiest man in the galaxy, which later Guardians he's the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. So totally, I, I wrote that, that down too. That's cute. Um, yeah, I just think you're you're so right. Like it's so so them and Andy getting off topic is very Andy and his ADHD brain. Like mm-hmm. I'm an, I'll fight everyone here for you. Yeah, which is so I'll protect cute. you. Yeah. him. I don't care who I have to take down. And he says like yeah. him, but he's like looking at a woman. <laughs> yeah, I t- I think it's the justice of the peace. I he, know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, but and we get to see Leslie kind of in the midst of the ceremony and their vows. She starts to smile and she seems less stressed out about what's going on, which is nice. Yes. And then Chris gives the rings to Andy and Tom is like, what the hell man? And it's really funny. Um, And then we see our animal control guys. We love them. Harris Whittles, Rip, and our dude, uh, Colton Dunn, who plays Brett in the show. They try to release pigeons after the ceremony's over. They're not even doves. They're just pigeons, which is so funny. And they're dead, Holly. I just, I don't know what my favorite line is. I love the hairdresser line, but I really think that my favorite line is this one that Brett says where, like, the bird is dead when he throws him out. He's like, all right, so that one's dead. We know that. We know that. It's so, it's so dumb. Uh, um, I love it. I cry. I, I like laugh cry every time that scene happens because I forget about so it. Funny. And then every time I watch it, I'm like, that's right. He's going to throw the dove pigeon. Right. Oh, my God. Well, and then this is when Chris is like dancing uh, weirdly to jump around, which is hilarious. And mm-hmm. April's like WTF. Chris's dancing is always fun and awkward to watch. Um, one of the good things that I did hear is that Rob Lowe said he actually chose that song, Jump Around, and he asked if they could do it. They researched it. They got the rights and all that stuff. He said he queued it up to the exact place he wanted it to be, and they did one take. And so the reactions that you see from the cast are real. Wow. <laughs> he, like That's they cool. didn't really, you know, rehearse it. And he said that his top three favorite things that he ever did as Chris was the stop pooping, <laughs> this dance, and the take me out to the ball game thing oh, that he does <laughs> in my the studio with Mouse Rat. Gosh. So I funny. absolutely adore that scene. It is one of my favorites ever, and I can't wait till we talk about it. Me too. <laughs> Um, fun fact, at minute 1437, my friend is an extra in the background with standing oh, next to the old lady. Um, her name is Dina. I don't know if, or, or Deanna, rather. I don't know if um, I messaged her, but I don't know if she has the same number, which is really sad. But um, but anyway, I thought that every time I watched this, I'm like, oh my God, that's my friend. So yeah, that was really fun. Um, And then speaking of the grandma, her name is Pat Crawford Brown. And this is the last hopefully sad thing I'll say, but she also passed away in 2019, which is very sad. Um, Mm -hmm. So she did a great job, too, especially when she has her little speech. She was incredible. She has 184 credits on IMDb, which is amazing. She has been in Community, Days of Our Lives, How I Met Your Mother, General Hospital. If you watch Desperate Housewives, she played Ida Greenberg. Um, So many things. So... Wow. Really love that. Crazy. 
Yeah. Very cool. And I love how Chris comes up and he's like, no one can top that. And Tom's been so excited about his his oh, best yeah, man speech. Oh, yeah, I know. He's like, let's just not but also, even do that. Let's just dance. Yeah. But it would have been awful if he did what John Ralphio told him to do. Oh, my God. All the Vince Vaughn quotes. Oh, my God. Yeah. More movie references. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wedding there Crashers. There three there, right? Because she said Wedding Crashers or... Uh, what was the other option? Oh, but yeah, he said, the Santa Claus one or something? No, Fred but Claus is the one he says you Fred choose Claus. the quote from. That's right. But I can't remember right. if it's it's Wedding Crashers and something else that he was supposed to choose from. And then he said, no, Fred, Fred Claus. <laughs> yes. <That's> crazy. <laughs> this is where Ron brings a Leslie a drink out on the patio. Do you have anything before that, though? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, this is, again, that moment where she he's kind of trying to be the anchor. Ron's like, you wouldn't have been able to stop it by doing anything because deep down, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. And Leslie, again, just thinks that they're ruining their lives. Um, but I, again, we've talked about this has kind of been a through line accidentally, I guess. But this is what it's meant to be, I suppose, where Ron's like, um, you know, who's to say what marriage works and what doesn't? Like you find someone and you, you roll the dice like he's pointed out that he's been married and it hasn't worked. So mm-hmm. whatever. But like he was in love. And then Leslie's like, weren't you married three times? <laughs> and I love this so much. Ron now gets to burn an, another ex-wife effigy. He's almost excited that he divorced her again. So that Yes. She- you dip it in paraffin wax, this ex-wife effigy, and toss the flaming bottle of isopropyl alcohol from a safe distance. I love that change <laughs> yes. in, in tone for that. It's it great. sounds like he's just describing a Molotov cocktail, basically, like burning things. Like, where is he throwing this? Hopefully in like the lake or something. You a know what I mean? trash can or something, maybe. One of those metal <sighs> trash cans. Maybe. But side note, isopropyl alcohol, for those of you who don't know, is rubbing alcohol. And paraffin wax is basically Vaseline. So just wanted to let you guys know that. And then now I'm at where April's sister is giving a speech, if you're there too. Yes. Okay. Um, her real life name is called, uh, well, her real name is Millie Joe, but she has a uh, musician stage name as well she's also a musician mj noble if you'd like to follow her she's a singer performer um i messaged her multiple times but i haven't heard back but it's awesome i love her in this episode so good i love that um she says my sister is lame but andy's sort of cool also if anyone finds my gray hoodie i lost it and <laughs> april is crying like, i know she didn't even say anything i think it's so funny yeah uh, that's yeah <laughs> it's crazy yes and then and we then hit this the is when john, john ralph comes yeah. yeah sorry a john's fun quote from Fred Claus, Andy's ex-girlfriends. Oh, Love Actually quote. Ah. That was the third one. Hold back tears. Get out of that bitch. Mic drop. <laughs> and Tom thinks this is so mind-blowing. And I'm like, what? But. They both just play so well off of each other. And luckily, like, as the seasons go on, we see growth in Tom. And he kind of starts to realize that what John Ralphio says is not always the best. So that's yes. good. But right now Definite he's still growth. in John Ralphio has the answer to all things zone. <laughs> yes. And I think it's kind of great. Um, I mean, going off of like Leslie caring so much, it's kind of great that like literally no one else cares. Like they're all very happy for Andy and April mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And I, when I was watching, I was like, even the parents are cool with this. This is so weird. Oh yeah. Um, April's parents are like smiling, like so happy for her. I have uh, a deleted scene to kind of explain this a little bit, um, but it's just, it's really interesting. Okay. Best. Mr. and Mrs. Ludgate. Hello, I'm Leslie. Uh, Leslie. uh... Nope. 
your daughter's boss for the past three years? Oh, of course. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I don't want to upset you, but I think you need to be aware of the fact that April and Andy are planning on getting married tonight. We know. Isn't it wonderful? She told us this morning, that little stinker. <laughs> I don't understand. Why aren't you freaking out? April's only 21. I was 20 when I married Larry. Leslie, three years ago, April brought a guy home that stole all of our bowls. And then there was Oren. Every time he would come over to the house, he would leave a dead bird on the front stoop. Yeah. Uh, like a cat. Yeah. Well, there was Derek. April dated him, and he was very nice, albeit gay. Andy is so sweet, and he cares about her so much. <laughs> and what else can you ask for your daughter? Well, that does make a lot of sense. <laughs> Good. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to try to stop this from happening. Oh my God, I'm going to have to object. I cannot believe this, but I'm going to object. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, so it goes I'm on stop more a little happening. bit about the. Yeah, yeah, she has like a talking head where she's like, "I'm going to have to object. I'm going to have to say that." It's weird to me that her parents pretend like slash don't know her. I feel like that's weird. I, I, how does April? not mention leslie although maybe april doesn't she, really talk to them but she know but they knew ron yeah but april has not that she doesn't respect leslie but she she connects with him on a much deeper level than she does with leslie they're just different really they're just the same me. people well it's just weird to me that they seem to care so much about her life yet they don't know leslie that's weird that's true too but yeah it's okay whatever i get it these are the same parents that played um the parents you know when ron comes over which mm-hmm. is nice um dad is played by john ellison conley the mom is played by terry hoyos uh neither of them have reached back out but that's okay we did a deep dive on them back in 94 meetings when they were mm-hmm. here the first time um and i don't think that they meant i think well maybe they did i didn't take it that Oren and her were dating i just took it that they had like they were really close and he would come over all the time yeah, just a guy friend that she was bringing over. Yeah. At right. first, I thought that's why my face like dropped. I was like, what? And then <laughs> Wait, I was like, ah, oh, you bring guy friends over all the time. So that's fair. Yeah. Um. So now I'm back at singles night. And it seems like Anne is having better luck with these dudes. But this one guy proudly said he beat herpes, which I think is really funny. And then she says she's going to go home because she found out that Andy and April are getting married. And I love that Donna is like, so what? Like, do you want Andy or not? Because. Yeah. You know, like if you don't want him, then what are you doing? And I love this line of, I don't know you, but I do know that you can fix your attitude. I just love that because I always have to remind myself, like when I get jealous of anything, not just like if it's romantical, but a lot of times it's really just FOMO because a lot of times when Mm. I see that like someone's doing something without me or whatever, I'm like, do I really want to go to that? Did I really want that? And I'm like, wait a second. I don't know if I do. And then I'm just like, okay, it's just FOMO. It's fine. Yeah, we all have that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And then I put it into effort and like, this is the only night of the week that I don't have anything to do. Did I really want to go out and do something or did I want to stay home and chill? Like, I definitely wanted to stay home and chill. So I no longer care. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I love this. I love her line. Like what you were saying. Why are you going to go sit at home and pine away after a guy you didn't even want? Right. Like, that's how you're going to spend your time. I think I think Donna was a very purposeful placement in Anne's life at this time. I was going to say, I have a note about that. I feel like she'd be really depressed if it wasn't for her, like in a recluse and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Leslie is a wonderful friend. We know this. But I think there there's a fierceness and unapologeticness to Donna mm-hmm. that Anne needs right now. Mm-hmm. 
So, and we see a little bit from from Leslie in that sense when it comes yeah. to the episode The Fight, but yeah. it's out of anger rather than yeah. out of wanting to push her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. well, and I think Leslie is just more supportive on like the positive side and Donna's mm-hmm. more of like, what can you do to fix this? Or not fix it necessarily, but what can, you can change your attitude, you know? Yeah, you have control over half of this, really. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. Love that! And then back at the party, Andy and Mouse Rat are playing. Side note, that drummer is not Mark Rivers, who is the one that played the drums for Mouse Rat and wrote all the Mouse Rat songs. According to IMDb, that is David Henderson, which is his only thing on Parks. So I don't know if he was an extra and they just sat him there. I don't know. Um, but Alan Yang and Burley are there on their same instruments, which is really lovely. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a deleted scene here when Burley comes in. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Um and he's like, what the heck, dude? You threw a party? Like, I told you, if you're going to have a party, you need to tell me. And um, he's like, Burley, relax. It's not a party. It's my wedding. And Burley is like, you got married in my house and didn't invite me. And Andy's like, I wrote it on the fridge board. And they're like, and he's like, Burley gives him kind of a look of disdain and unbelieving. And he's like, oh, maybe I didn't. But forget about it. We got to play. And then Burley is like super nice. And at the end, and he's all like, well, you know, congratulations in Burley form. And Andy's like, like for what? And I'm like, oh my God, Andy, you're so dumb. I cannot handle it. How did you not invite your band to your wedding? Right. Well, I told uh, I told Aunt, uh, Burley, I thought it was really funny because I messaged him. Um, and I, uh, I was like, if it wasn't for Burley, I feel like Andy and April wouldn't be together. He's like, literally, he's in their house. He uh, uses their vacation house for the honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And he's like, has dates at the house, the weddings at the, like, there's so much that I feel like wouldn't happen without Burley. Mm -hmm. Um, But he emailed me back, um, Burley in real life, Andrew Burlinson. And he said, this was a fun one, but a little bittersweet for me Mm -hmm. uh, because of that whole scene that got cut. But um, and then he said, I think Rivers wasn't available for that one. So they had to throw in an extra to take his place, maybe. But he really doesn't remember. Um, But just a friendly reminder that they do uh, record all of these songs and like they're actually singing and playing Mm -hmm. this one. I don't know who it was written by, but you have to look up the lyrics. It's so funny. It's actually this is one of the ones not written by Mark Rivers. It's actually called Two Birds Holding Hands. And it's supposed to be April and Andy are the two birds. Um, They practice them at a space in North Hollywood, by the way. They record them, then do the show kind of like music video style. Um, by the way, Alan Yang is the one that sings like the background of Soar All Over That Place, which mm-hmm. I think is really cute. Um, there are great. lyrics for this online, so I'll post it on the stories. But I just thought that was really fascinating. That is. Yeah, that's great. Burley also gets to sing some sing some in this one, too. Oh, yeah. uh huh. He sings background as well. Yeah. And then he gets to sing more like later on. Yes. In the series, which is really fun. Um, I like that Andy's talking about. um. Tom being the best, best man, which is really nice. And Tom really mm-hmm. needs that. And he's like, ladies, he's single. You're not still married, but you're straight. John Ralphio is just a friend. <laughs> I love that so much. I love that. Especially uh, the check in on John Ralphio. Yes, totally. I'm sure lots of people wonder that. Um, And then this is where we get to what you were talking about, where he's like, seriously, life is short. Like, you should just do whatever makes you happy. And Leslie looks at Ben and the camera catches it, which is so beautiful. And he says that whole thing. I can't like I can't uh, stress how much we did not think about this. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, I love that this then spawns Leslie to go say something to Ben. Yes. 
Totally. Before so. that, sorry, there's this, mm-hmm. there, April does make a speech at this point. It's deleted. I just thought it was funny. She says, okay, I'm going to, after her speech, she says, I'm going to hand it over to the old ball and chain. And Andy's like, honey, I think it's balls and chain. <laughs> oh my so gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. Um, and then this is where they have that little montage during them singing this song. Tom starts to dance with someone, which is interesting. We don't know who that girl is. Ron dances with April, which is super cute, very paternal, and mm-hmm. gives her this little awkward, cute hug thing. This is where Chris is talking to Oren about mortality, and it's like flip the switch because now Oren is freaked out by Chris. Which I, I love. love that character choice because it's like funny that light and dark are kind of competing mm-hmm. um well and that light's winning that, right exactly exactly love it i also love that eric eisenhower the guy who played Oren, ended his voice memo with i gotta go <laughs> because that's what he says yeah. in this scene um yeah. and then april and leslie they have this really cute moment this sign of growth with april where she's like i just want to say you're awesome and i love you and i'm really glad you're here and leslie's so touched by it mm-hmm. i think it's so cute it is. Um, it's very nice. Okay, then we get to where you're talking about where um, Harris asks Ben, like, what's the deal with April? Is she down to clown? And Ben's like, uh, she just got Bro. married. Yeah. Oh, he's that's the same girl from the thing. All the goods were taken. Or all the good ones are taken, huh, bro? And then that camera mm, does a great swing to Leslie, and I love that. If you'll like, if you notice, like Leslie swang, sw- swung. What's the press tense? Sw- Leslie um, swings to Ben first, the camera, and now Ben mm-hmm. is swinging back to Leslie. It's so calculated, so perfect. Um, this is also where behind Harris, there's a mannequin thing with a hat on it, and it's very strange. Um, weird stuff going on in the house yeah and then yeah Ben goes up to Leslie and says you should stay don't go back to Indianapolis you've made a lot of friends here I met a lot of people you should stay I like this um like you're gonna go back to hacking up people's budgets like stay and help us build something I like that line yeah yeah I think that's great and I'm really proud of Leslie for actually saying it I think she was honestly inspired by the wedding even though she probably wouldn't admit that you know what I mean yeah Mm mm-hmm um and then we find out that, alas, Ben has already accepted the job. She didn't have to say it for him to stay. He already knew, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that gives her peace, though, too. Yeah, he totally. Had already, he had made the choice on his own. He reciprocates, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, then they have that cute little running moment where Oren is right behind him, uh, right behind Ben. And he's like, Oren's right behind me, isn't he? But Orin to me is harmless, I feel. He's creepy, yeah. but do we think he'd actually kill somebody? He'd kill animals probably, like like a cat, like his mom said, but or April's mom said, but I don't think he'd kill anybody. Well, that's just me. Maybe that's what he wants you to think. I, I don't know, know, but uh, in behavioral health, we typically look, and if there are kids that hurt animals, we yeah, you're right. they're tracked now. There's a tracking system now that if kids are reported hurting animals, they stay on a, on a list. Because it's so highly likely that they'll turn into a a murderer. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Maybe I underestimated Orin. Yeah. However, April's mom said dead birds, but did we don't know if he killed them or if he just found the dead bird and left it there. (laughs) Oh yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) So that's also something I can see him doing. I think it's funny that he got a note to not be a vampire because it feels like he is Mm -hmm. a vampire. (laughs) It kind of does with how he's dressed and how he kind of hangs out in the corner by himself. Yeah. So. Oh, well. I don't know. I get that they just didn't want it to come off too strong, especially with all the other like shows and stuff at that time. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe so. But well, now we're back at the parks department. Um, the shoe shine stand. Well, do you have anything before that? Mm-mm. Okay. The shoe shine stand has a sign on it that says "Gone on Honeymoon," which is super cute and very homemade, made in some construction paper type situation in the shape <laughs> of a heart. Um, Anne is reading her text from all the dudes at Singles Night, and Donna is helping her type out their response. I love that women help other women do this. It's yep, great. I love to see that that connection outside of the date night too. Like they're continuing mm-hmm. on their connection. Yes, love that. Of like Donna's like, now you text back. I'm sorry, who is this? Isn't that what she says? Something like that. Some of like Anne won't remember this person. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, who is this again? Or something like that. Yeah. 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 But then we get to see a video from Andy and April on the honeymoon. Uh, like I said, I think it's so funny that uh, their whole life is made by Burley, basically, because mm-hmm. they're at Burley's family vacation house on Lake Michigan, which is very cute. Mm-hmm. Roberta sucks at water skiing, which is really hilarious to me that he says that. Yeah. And apparently we find out that Ron and Leslie made a bet that if they're still together, um, they owe each other money. So apparently Leslie owes Ron 20 bucks. Yeah. I think Ron, (laughs) it's weird that Ron is more the romantic here than Leslie. Like he sees it lasting longer. I honestly, that tracks for me. Ron is such a romantic like impulse. And Leslie's like, no, we have to think this through. And the only time she becomes impulsive is with Ben. Mm -hmm. Every other time is logical, you know? And even with Ben, she's thinking about it a lot. That's why they don't really immediately start dating. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, did you have any other notes? Nope, that's it. Awesome. Well, that was April and Andy's fancy party. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, next week will be Thanksgiving. So we hope that you have a lovely Thanksgiving time with your friends, family, chosen family, or if you want to spend it by yourself, or if you are spending it by yourself, we are sending you love and joy and hope and all that good stuff. Uh, if you haven't rated or reviewed, please let us know. Um, and by please let us know, I mean, review us and (laughs) put five stars on there, please. Um, yeah. Follow us on Instagram too. All the good things. But we'll see you in December, which is crazy to say that that's coming up. Yeah, insane. Yeah. Well, um, we hope that you have a lovely week. Thank you again for joining us. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Hey guys, we have a little bit of a bonus for you for this episode. We sat down, or I sat down with Miss Annie O'Donnell, who played Elsa Clack in the camping episode, and we talked all about all things The Quiet Corn, which is the Airbnb in the camping episode, how she got her audition, time on set, uh, just all the things, and it was really interesting and cool to talk to her. Her voice is so lovely, and um, I just couldn't imagine anyone else playing that part, so um, please take Take a listen and also follow her uh, new movie that's going to be coming out, Two Lives in Pittsburgh, rather. Uh, And I'll make sure to post everything and put everything in the show notes. But thank you so much to Annie and um, please enjoy our conversation. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy, too. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm sorry I'm a little late. Things happen. (laughs) That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Well, I'll go ahead and get started with some questions, um, and that way we can just get you on and about your day. I really appreciate you being here. Oh, I'm happy to be here, Holly. It's fun. 
Thank you. Well, I was going to ask my first question that we ask everybody really is what do you remember about your audition or do you remember anything about the audition for how you got Elsa? Well, it's kind of hard to remember (laughs) from 11 years ago, but I remember what I wore and I think that helped me to get the job because I ended up wearing what I wore in the show. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I had several of my friends had already auditioned for the part and, um, they weren't quite satisfied and it was just kind of a, a lucky combination of things. You know, uh, I had Mm -hmm. the look, the voice, you know, the, the, the skills, whatever. Uh, but Mm -hmm. It, it, I think there was a lot of visual to it. And I wore a, um, it's kind of a, a dress I, I bought from a commercial that I did years and years and years ago. Uh, very uh, kind of gray with little spots on it and a white lace collar. <laughs> you know that look. Well, you, you've mm-hmm. seen it in the show. So, and then I had this sort of odd sweater that was uh, striped in a, in a kind of bold way, which I think helped me get my part on the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> because oh it my was, gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was the kind of thing I had looked at what uh, Amy's character had worn on the show, and I was auditioning to be her mother, and uh, she was dressed oddly, you know, with like plaids and stripes and whatever. So I, that, that much I remember. And I had my hair pulled back and all, and, um, uh, uh, in a ponytail, a little uh, kind of bun like ponytail and, and glasses. I think I probably wore like wire rim glasses or something, but that, that much totally I kind of remember. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I kind of remember. And, uh, you know, it was, yeah, you know, I just kind of gave a quirky reading, which she certainly, Elsa Clack was certainly quirky, <laughs> to, to say the least. So that's kind of what I remember about it. And um, the audition was in Hollywood and the, and the people were very nice. And I think it was, I think the whole audition was on tape with the casting director. I don't remember you know, the Amy uh, Poehler or, you know, any of the producers or directors mm-hmm. being there. That's kind of what I remember about it. And That's I talk so cool. a lot, don't I? <laughs> no, I love it. We want all the information. Like I said, before we are hopped on here, I definitely want all the information. I love all the behind the scenes. Um, and I was going to ask about the wardrobe anyway. So I'm glad that that kind of just came up naturally. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, I think I wore that same outfit. Well, I didn't wear it in the scene where I'm, you know, where they wake me up from sleeping and I come out with the door with the cat. That was, I think that was their robe, but I think I had that, that uh, dress on for the whole show, but I can't quite remember if I was wearing that when I was playing the harpsichord or not. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many questions about that. Well, speaking of the, the cats and the house and all that stuff, they were so insane and so oh. funny to see the cats everywhere and you holding one. Do you remember if you were told, like, in advance that you were going to be with cats or uh, I, that that was a part yeah, of it? Yeah, I think, I think the script mentioned that, you know, that, that, you know, the house was full of cats and that, and that she was holding one. And and luckily, I love cats. So. Good. And, and I have. You're not allergic. <laughs> I'm not allergic, and I have often been cast as a cat lady. I think. Oh, the other thing I may have worn to the audition it just dawned on me. I have this very odd uh, pin, like a, a, a not not I wouldn't call it a brooch, but a decorative pin that mm. you wear in your clothes, and someone. I can't even remember where I got it. I think someone gave it to me as a joke or something, but it, it's very large and it's the head of a cat. <laughs> and oh it's, my God. And, and it's like furry, you know, and it's, it's like, uh, I mean, it's very large for something to wear on your, on your clothing. I would say it's, mm, I'm not good at, at numbers, but I would say it's probably, you know, two or three, three inches tall and it's literally you know the uh, a fake head of a cat in fur and I think I probably wore that uh often if I am auditioning for a cat lady part I wear what that a perfect because character it, choice though oh it's a it's a the, the, it makes you laugh just to see it you know it's a yeah a very that's my dream funny. I want to play a crazy cat lady because <laughs> I love cats so much oh you do <laughs> yeah and, and I don't even I don't even have them but I love them you know yeah oh my gosh so cute well do you have any memories of being on set that day like anything that sticks out to you as far as working with the cast or the crew or the writing or oh, anything well, that you said see. I, I do remember I do remember that everyone was very lovely and um very friendly and I remember um going over and I guess near the coffee or something and chatting with Amy and, and with um, Aubrey, and uh, they were both very lovely. And I had I had seen Aubrey in a film. I can't remember what it was, but she was very good in it. And I and I mentioned that to her. And uh, and and then you know <laughs> one of those moments. And and uh, you know Amy's there, and she's such a fabulous performer and star and the, and I just said and you're wonderful in everything you do you know but uh but uh mm-hmm. they were both very sweet and lovely everybody was very friendly and uh was it was a lot of fun um and the house was just amazing that we I can't remember where it was I'm I'm assuming it it may have been like in Pasadena California because they have they have that kind of architecture there. But yeah, it, they said on, I think I was listening, I was doing either listening to something that one of the crew was talking about, or uh-huh. I, I researched it and it is in Pasadena. You're right. Oh, about good, that. good. I, I, I remember, I, I remember, I thought I remembered that because that's where you find all those fabulous houses. Yeah, and that's like, I think one of the few houses I feel that's not a set because most of the houses on the show, like Anne's house and Leslie's house are all sets inside, but on the 
on the outside, obviously, they're, you know, real houses that they want to show. But on the inside, uh, they usually are on a set. So that's really cool. They use the actual house. It was. It, and, it, and like you said, it was unusual, you know, be, because like when I did NCIS, um, the house that I, that's, uh, that was another cat lady part, the um, the house that that uh, I lived in was was just the front <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. there was no house it was on it was on the uh back lot of uh universal studios so that you know once i once i talked to the people in the uh scene i clo- you know closed the door and <laughs> was sitting right. here basically on the floor of of, of nothing <laughs> you know but oh yeah you're gosh. right i hadn't really thought much about that but it is unusual and it was kind of fun to be in that place it was very quirky as as you recall definitely well were the cats nice and were there cat wranglers there kind were, of thing sure. like how did that work yeah sure there were cat wranglers and they were fine. There weren't weren't any scratches taking place, and uh, okay. <laughs> they were fun. It was a little the one that I was carrying was a little heavy. It was a little it's a little awkward uh, carrying uh, he or she. I can't him or him or her. <laughs> I can't re- quite remember. But no, the cats were great. They had a, a good cat wrangler, and they were you know it was crazy. Do you remember if the decorations in the house were actually in there already or did they bring in that? Like there was weird looking dolls and like doilies and all that stuff. I wonder if they brought that in. I I have a feeling that that there was a certain amount of, you know, quirkiness, but I'm I'm speaking out of school because I really don't know. But I'm guessing that they brought in a lot of the really odd stuff. Yeah. You know, the- well, speaking of odd stuff, the harpsichord was amazing. Not that it's odd, but it was really yeah. amazing to see. Do you remember if you were actually playing that or where they got it? Or do you have any information about that? Well, when when uh, when I was a child, I played uh, the organ very briefly in church, maybe once. And I, I think oh, that, cool. that I think that was enough for them. Uh, but I but I did study piano as a child. I was never good at it, but I thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe I can play this, but there just wasn't time to learn it. And, and I, I really know. So I knew, I knew how to look like I was playing it, but, but luckily they were not, <laughs> they were not photographing me, uh, actually my hands <laughs> attached right. to my face playing it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that, it's so crazy because harpsichords are just so rare, I feel, especially I now. So I was just imagining how they found it and if you saw them bringing it in or whatever. I'm sure everything is already I did set not. up for you it was all, Yeah, it was already set up. But uh, and and I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm just blanking out now what I was playing. Do you remember what I was playing? No, it was, I think it, oh, you know what? I'm going to look it up right now because I have, I can look it up and it's pretty easy, but yeah. it's one of the songs that you would learn in like a piano lesson. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I knew it was something familiar, you know, but, uh, but, uh, I, my, 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 yeah. my mind is blanking on what it was right now. 
But well, um, and I think it's funny too because I mean this isn't really um, like pertinent, I suppose, but. Um, there was a scene where uh, at the end where Ben, the lead character, says that you your character died right after you played the harpsichord. I was very, and I was like, I, I, I was like, I don't want her to it die. Was, it was very <laughs> random, and I was I was a little upset because <laughs> it was not in the original script. the uh, The writer was there, young a young African American woman, as I recall, wrote the script. She was very lovely, uh-huh. and um, and you know when you work on a popular show, in the back of your mind, you always think, oh, okay. Now, is there any possibility that this character and situation could come back? And I thought, well, it's possible because the uh, the quiet corn was kind of in their area. It wasn't like it was in another state or something. It wasn't really far from where they all lived and worked. So I thought, well, oh, maybe the, maybe they'll somehow end up back here at some time. And, and then when 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 he said that, when I I went, oh no. <laughs> I know. Well, they just, always have. He just killed oh, me. He just killed. I, I mean, know. He, well, they he always didn't. have really funny, um, like alternates, if you will. Like, yeah. on the day of, they'll always, you know, and you right. know this from working in TV. But like, I, I was tell when we were reviewing this episode, I was telling um my sister who was reviewing it with me, I was like, I don't need that. I think that she should stay alive for like a really long time. <laughs> I was yes. I, I'm. I must admit, I'm Amy Poehler. I'm. I'm. I'm upset that I was killed. <laughs> but but um, yeah, you know. I that's okay. You played your part very well. Thank and you. You'll live on forever. Thank you. I I had fun, but it did. It did. It did uh, crack. It did sort of. I went. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I can't. Remember. Okay, I looked it up. Oh yeah, and the song. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You can't ahead. remember what. Oh, I was just going to say. Um, uh, I don't. I can't quite remember if I. Yeah, I think. I think I heard him say the line on the set, even though he was isolated. I think I knew then mm. that I was dead. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> okay, well, you're not dead to me, so. That's oh, fine. good. Good. <laughs> Uh, oh, and, and okay, what? the song that we're playing is the, I can't remember what it's called, um, but it's the one that you play in all your piano lessons where it's like, Oh, yeah, there's something, yeah, it's Ode to something, Ode to something, Ode to Joy, maybe, or something like that. Ode to Joy, I think that's what it is, yes. I think so. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. Oh, good, good, good. Sing it, sing it, Holly. <laughs> I know you're. <laughs> I know you're a singer. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that, that was that. Yeah. But but that that was my one disappointment when I heard him say that line. I went, Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I, I, well, well, I was going to ask too. Do you remember if they asked you to say tomato like tomato, or did you decide to do that? I think that was a choice that I made because I I think she was so odd that it's so perfect that I just I think that's I'm I'm quite sure I I made that decision uh, to say that because she's you know she's trying to be 
she's trying to be fancy, you know, right. and she's uh, explaining this fabulous menu. <laughs> yes, and German muffins. <laughs> German oh muffins. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I, that, that was that. I, I had a hard time not laughing at when he says, what the f is a German muffin? Yes, what the f is a German muffin? Yes. Oh my gosh! I also love how you played it being um kind of uh like snarky with oh, April yeah. or with Aubrey. Aubrey yeah. Aubrey's like, what if you wake up at a normal time and she and you're like, that would be that incredibly would be very rude. rude. Yeah, and I and I <laughs> went. Uh, we had a um, Parks and Recreation had an event at SAG, and they were all there, and uh. uh a, a, April, well, Aubrey, was, uh, she remembered that so well, you know, she, she said, oh, uh-huh. God, <laughs> she, uh, she, she remembered that interchange. <laughs> I love that so much. Did they explain anything to you about from your memory? I'm sure it was just a writer's choice, but um, from like why it was called the quiet corn or anything like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> just another. I mean, I know it was in Indiana, so it's very corn heavy up there. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And and I don't. I I don't think they did. I think it was just an odd. You know, like so many things on the show was just a quirky, odd choice of something. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I. Uh, I love the I love the sign in front of the place and you know it was mm-hmm. it was it was just fun it was just fun. Yes. I love that. Well, do you have any other memories or anything else that you'd like to share? I feel like we covered so much of it which I love. Oh, but I'd good. love to hear more if you have anything. It the, I I do remember the the last scene <laughs> when when Ben is Trying to get out of there when I'm playing the harpsichord, and and he yes, <laughs> and but Jim O'Hare's character, Jim O'Hare, is just loving it. <laughs> you know, so that was kind of that was kind of fun. He was enjoying every moment of being in the quiet corn, I think. But uh, uh, I just I just forgot his character name. Uh, uh, Jerry. Jerry, yeah, Jerry. But yeah, I remember that. I remember that very well. Um, yeah, I, I love that so. too. Where everyone else is really like disturbed almost by this place, but Jerry is just so he, at home and comfortable, and he loves it with he all the cats. It. He's literally holding a cat. <laughs> yes, yes, it was very cute. I'm trying to think if I have anything else that uh, I can't think. I we covered a lot of you. Any any other questions? I will. I will. Uh, try to rack my brain to <laughs> answer yeah, them. Yeah, well, but, so but many, that was it, fun. it always happens. Yeah, I mean, that was fun. It always happens, though, where, like, I have questions, but we get to the answer before I even ask them because oh, of just sure. the way that, you know, it works. So I'm so happy that you brought up the wardrobe and the harpsichord, and it was just so lovely to talk to you. Oh, it's great to talk to you. And, um... Yeah, and I'm glad we did it this way because if it was email, I you know there's no way we'd get we'd get as much detail. I agree. You know, so yeah. uh, and I, and I'm a talker, not a writer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, same here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, 
Well, yeah, I'll let you know if anyone has any other questions and we can, uh, you know, pick your brain. But I think this was wonderful and I'm really happy that you um, spent some time and we're really grateful to you. My co-host also, Maddie, um, says hi and she she thanks you just as much as me. So we really appreciate your time and we love Elsa Clack very much. (laughs) Thank you. Can can I plug something? Please. Oh, my gosh. Yes. What do you have? (laughs) Well, I I did. Because you're shooting now, right? I I'm sh- I shot something last week and uh well the week before and I shot and this week, last this past week and this coming week I'm shooting something but they're both NDA I can't talk about them oh, uh, gotcha. but the thing I want to talk about is I did a fabulous movie uh, which hopefully will be coming out soon I couldn't talk about it for a long time. But it's on IMDb, you know, the, it's listed on IMDb now, and we have a website, and it's being submitted to all the festivals and, and so forth now. So I'm, I, I'm assuming I can talk about it now. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. called, it's called Two Lives in Pittsburgh, and it's a wonderful, wonderful script, and I uh, have... The, the best part on film that I've ever done in my life in it. And it's, uh, I play the grandmother of a child, uh, a young boy who identifies as a girl and okay. it, we're a working class family and we're trying to make sense of it. And it's just beautifully, beautifully written. And, um, I get to do everything in it, you know, it's just, it's funny and it's heartbreaking and it's just lovely. So keep your eye open for it. It's called Two Lives in Pittsburgh and we filmed it in Pittsburgh last summer. Uh, So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Or is it already out? Well, it's not out. It's it's just being uh, submitted now to, uh, you know, Sundance and, various places and we're keeping our fingers crossed and then uh we'll be looking for uh, i say we the the producer director writer brian silverman who is one of the loveliest people you you'd ever get to meet he wrote the script he produced it directed it and he plays my son in it and he mm-hmm. it's just uh so keep your eyes open for it. It 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 may be a little while before it comes out, but uh, here's hoping because <laughs> yeah, it, it's I'll something that people her. will really need to see. It's it's beautifully done and it's very timely and uh, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Well, yeah. thank you so much for plugging that. I will definitely keep my eyes open, and when we see the information, you can always email me, and I'll post it. Um, oh, sure, that'd too. be great. I will. I will do that. Well, it was wonderful talking with you, Holly, and uh, this was a lot of fun, as I knew it would oh, be. It was so good. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much, Annie. We really appreciate you so much. This was awesome. We'll keep in touch. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Have a good rest of your Sunday. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye. Parkinson pals and there's also therapy too.